My Car Guru, Season 11, Episode 134. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of My Car Guru. Sometimes when I get uh, feedback, phone calls from listeners, it reinforces the value of what I try to do, and that is to embolden folks and empower you with words to overcome some of the obstacles you will face, not only at a new car dealership, but at a used car lot, at a uh, independent uh, repair shop with a shade tree mechanic. You know, there are things that can happen to you in your wallet that are entirely avoidable if you were just say the right things, if you were asked, the, if you will ask the right questions. So I got a phone call yesterday, and I'm sure she wouldn't mind. She's a regular listener and said that she took her vehicle to a new car dealership. Uh, I won't say the brand. But it was an import brand and uh, had wanted an oil change. And they came to her and said that she needed a new battery. And the battery was going to cost about $450. And she said, eh, I'm just going to hold off on that because it didn't sound right to her. She takes it to a auto parts store, one of the name brand auto, auto parts store, and says, would you please check my battery? They came out and checked her battery. And they said, there's nothing wrong with your battery. So she saved $450, or let's just say she didn't spend $450, but she did what I recommend that folks do, go back to the dealership. If you do business with them on a regular basis, she did. She went back and said, this is what happened to me. And she talked to the person in charge, and he said, I am so sorry. So they checked her battery again. Battery's fine. Sometimes you have to question authority, right? Uh, somebody says you need something. Just make them prove it. Make them verify it. Let them show you the, the numbers. Um, let them show you the actual car. Now, let me tell you how some service departments work. Service advisors, uh, most of the time, were not mechanics before they became service advisors. Some of, them, some of them were mechanics because they got tired of turning wrenches and they decided they wanted to go to the front. It's cleaner. You know, you, don't, you come to work clean and you go home clean. And that's appealing. And sometimes the money's really good for a service advisor. But they are not typically mechanics. And their knowledge is not always real deep. Uh, they have a very broad knowledge over all of them. I mean, they know what brake pads are and rotors and, and spark plug wires and so forth. But from a technical standpoint, they most of them don't really know a whole lot about cars. They know a lot more than you do but not near as much as the technicians or typically the service manager himself. So when a customer comes in for an oil change, um, they're going to look at the mileage. They're going to look at the time. They'll do a quick walk around around the vehicle. If they see anything like a taillight that's out or headlight that's out, if they see unusual tire wear on the outside edges of the tires, they're going to suggest certain things. And, you know, if you've got a taillight out, yeah, you want it replaced. If you have a, uh, you know, if your tires are wearing, your front tires, let's say it's a front-wheel drive car and it's really wearing more on the front than the back, they're going to suggest a, a um, tire rotation. And if they're bad enough, they may suggest new tires. Is that a bad thing? No, it's not. Not at all. And most new car dealers are very competitive now as far as tires are concerned. But if they disappear into the shop, 
what happens next? Well, many shops like ours will do a multi-point inspection. I think it's our responsibility to do a safety check on your car. Don't you? Isn't that what you want me to do? Don't you want me to go around and make sure everything is the way it's supposed to be? If there's any additional leaks, like let's say the transmission fluid is leaking, you got an oil leak, uh, you've got uh, coolant. We can obviously smell some coolant underneath your car, and it's probably seeping around the fuel pump or, I mean, sorry, the uh, water pump or the, the lower radiator hose or somewhere. You know, you want us to find those things, don't you? I mean, I would, but when they come back and they say, okay, well, you need a battery or you need, uh, you need to have this lower radiator hose replaced, you know, you can ask to go back in the shop and see that if you want to. Uh, some dealerships won't let customers in the shop, but we do. You know, if, if a customer is questioning a repair, they, we want them to feel comfortable with it. Oh, we're not going to say, no, 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 you can't go back and look at it. You just got to trust us. You know, if they've not been in my shop, then why would they trust me? Just because I'm a Ford dealer? You know, some people are, I'm the kind of guy that wants to trust people up front and then let them prove prove themselves untrustworthy. A lot of people aren't that way. They don't trust them from the get-go. And so they want to see the parts. You know, we used to bag up people's uh, brake pads that we would take off the car because, we just, as a matter of course, a lot of people just wanted to see them, but that's that doesn't happen very often anymore. Um, I don't know if I got a brake job, would I want to see the the worn pads? Yeah, I'd like to see how worn they were. Uh, I might want to see that before they even, you know, put the new pads on. So there's certain things you have to. to I guess you get a comfort zone if you've been going to a dealership for many years, and let's say that's every six months you go in for something. They could have some employee turnover. I mean, if you drive into the shop and you see, well, I don't recognize that face, a new service advisor. What happened to Charlie? Well, he went to work at the Chevy store. Why did he leave? Well, I'm not really sure why he left. We're not allowed to disclose that. You know, there could be all kinds of reasons, and they're probably not allowed to disclose that. But then you've got this new guy, and you don't feel totally comfortable with, with their operation anymore because you had a relationship with that one person. You know, if a dealership doesn't have much turnover and you go into that shop, you get to the point where you don't question what they suggest. You just said, yeah, go ahead and do it. But they've earned that over time. They've earned that that respect from you. Now, could they still be taking advantage of you? Yeah, they could be have taken advantage of you every time. So sometimes it, it pays just to check. Um, we had a customer one time that brought their vehicle in for us to diagnose a problem and they came back and wanted to talk to me. And so she came back into my office and said, Lenny, I left my vehicle here to have it checked. I know it required a test drive to do it. They said they drove it, but I checked the miles before they left or when I dropped the vehicle off. And when I came back, they hadn't put any miles on my car. So obviously they lied to me. Let me check into that. Does the dealer need to know that? Absolutely. Did I find out that they had lied to her? Yes, I did. And so what had happened is the service advisor was basing the information on what the tech told him. He didn't go and check the miles. He didn't check it after it was supposedly test-driven. The technician had gone out, fired up the car, checked for the problem while it was sitting there, and you know, obviously he didn't think it needed to be test-driven, but that's not what was 
told the customer up front. The customer was told that we were going to have to test drive the car to see if, what it was doing. When she came back, she obviously saw that we hadn't test driven. What does that do for the confidence level? It's not good. Now, did I solve the problem? Yeah. But, you know, I don't know if, if she ever came back. I didn't know the person personally. But that would make me question the place. It's, but it's no different than going to a doctor and getting bad service from a doctor. Of course, it's, that's probably a little bit more urgent, although our cars are quite important to our lifestyles. I call it our car life, and it is vital you know, to the way modern society works. We have to have our transportation. So sometimes your obligation is to get that second opinion like this, this lady did, is to go get it checked. If, if they say you know, that you need to replace a very expensive part, like what if it's a transmission? You know, what if they say we're, we're, we're going to have to replace your transmission and it's not under warranty? Well, number one, I'm going to call customer assistance. If I'm anywhere within 50,000 miles of when the warranty expired, I, yeah, I'm, I'm serious, 50,000 miles. Transmission should not go out. And if I'm within 50,000 miles or anywhere around that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the manufacturer and I'm saying, listen, you know, this transmission has failed. I've serviced it. Go look at my service record. Now, this is where your service record really matters. This is why I recommend that you always take it back to the dealership to have all of your service work done. I know it's more convenient at the fast lube place because, you know, you just get this thought in your mind. You're a pal's getting a tea, and all of a sudden you see the oil change place right next door. You say, doggone it, I need to get my oil changed. So you jump in that line and get your oil changed. What do you do with the receipt? You throw it away. Maybe you stick it in your glove box if you're smart. But you get in the habit of doing that, and then you have a major failure on your car. And you go back to the dealership and say, yeah, my, I think my transmission's shifting funny. They drive it, yeah, you need a new transmission. Well, this should be under warranty. Well, no, you're way outside of your warranty. Well, could you check and see if they'll do anything? You know what the first thing is that they check, the manufacturer? They check your service history. Did you bring it back to the dealership to have it serviced? And, of course, they don't have to cover it because you are out of the manufacturer's warranty. But will they help you if you've, ha if you've been a loyal customer to the dealership? Absolutely they will. They may not pay for the whole transmission. They may pay for the parts and you pay for the labor or vice versa. But you don't stand a chance if you haven't taken it back to the dealership. So just remember that. Okay, I'll be back in just one minute. You know, I hear all kinds of reasons why people don't want to take their car back to a new car dealer after they, you know, buy the car to, to have service work done. And I think it's unfortunate that they have that mindset. Why is that, though? Why do they not want to take it back? Well, what most people tell me is that they think it's less convenient. You know, just to be able to decide that you need an oil change on the spur of the moment, just be able to drive up to the quick lube place, get in line, and get her done. And I get that. That's that's easy. You know, it's much easier to go through a drive through to get a hamburger than it is to get out of your car and go inside. That's why drive throughs are so popular. But there are many, many advantages to getting your car done or car serviced at the dealership, and, and not the least of which is after warranty repairs. You know, when the when the warranty runs out, what are they going to do for you? So we've we've beat that dead horse. So that's reason number one. Reason number two is they have the access to the information, the technical information, uh, the tools 
the dealership has far more extensive equipment to address just about any kind of issue that you may have because the manufacturer forces us to buy it. They don't say, hey, you need to order this uh, special uh, battery diagnostic tool. You don't. You need to order this. We think you should. No. They ship it to us, and they send us a bill. It appears on my monthly statement, and that's for Ford and for Nissan. If you own a Toyota dealership, same thing. They send you the tools. They don't ask because you sign an agreement with them that you will do that. Now, quite frankly, many of those tools, I'd say at least half of them, go back into our tool room and are never used. But the most critical ones are used very frequently. And most of the time it involves some type of computer diagnostics. And many independent shops are just not equipped with that. Now, are some of the techs at independent shops as good as some of the techs that work in a dealership? Yeah. Uh, The ones that have been in it a long time and actually worked at a new car dealership because they have that experience. You know, lots of times you'll see a a shop that says, we specialize in Hondas. Why do you think they specialize in Hondas? It's because the tech or several techs that work there had factory training at a Honda dealership. So there is an advantage to you as a consumer to take it back. Another reason that uh, that people don't come back to the dealership is they think it's more expensive. And is it more expensive? Well, the parts are factory original equipment parts. We do not install aftermarket parts on a customer's car unless they request it. You know, and I never, anytime anybody says, well, put on some aftermarket brake pads, we, we highly recommend that they do not do that, is because they just don't operate as well. They, they squeal and, and they uh, don't last as long. And we are big fans of OEM parts. Why? Because we make more money on them? No, because we can mark up the aftermarket parts because we get a discount on them when we order them from, you know, aftermarket companies like Advance Auto Parts or whatever. You know, they, they give us a, a dealer price, and then we can price it at their regular retail price and make just as much margin as if we put on an OEM part. We just feel that OEM parts are better. And if you are driving a Honda, you need to use factory original Honda equipment. And if you're driving a Toyota, same thing. Uh, people say, well, I want to save money. Well, ask them for a discount. You know, typically most dealerships ha- have some type of a, a discount card. or uh, And if, if they don't, it doesn't hurt to look at that service advisor and, said, and say what I always tell you to say. Is that the least you'll take? Because that, I just really can't afford that. Can you discount that some? 99.9% of the time they're going to say, well, let me check with my manager. Come back and say, yeah, he'll knock off 10%. Can you do a little better? Well, let me go ask. Yeah, he'll knock off 20%. And you know exactly how much discount you'll get if you don't ask. Zero. And then what about the labor? You know, sometimes they'll discount the labor too. You just have to to ask. Sometimes they won't, Uh, especially if it's a a, what they call a menu item. Like if they've got it up on the wall and it's like a front-end alignment is this much and a tune-up is this much, those are discounted prices. And their pricing or that pricing is designed to be competitive with uh, everybody else out there. So, you know, they're, that's their low-ball prices, you know, kind of like the specials that the grocery stores put in the flyers. You know, the, uh, the, we got a special on sausage. Those are the price leaders to get you in the store. Now, where the dealerships make their money, and the, the big difference is on the stuff that nobody else can do. Warranty actually pays really good, you know, to car dealerships. They'll pay us 40% markup on parts, 
and whatever our uh, approved labor rate is on labor. Now, technicians don't like warranty work as much unless they're just really efficient technicians because typically the labor time that the various operations pay, like pulling an engine or pulling a transmission or, you know, doing a particular thing on an air conditioner, maybe replacing a compressor, it doesn't pay as much time to the technician. So, you know, sometimes they have a hard time beating the time. And that's what a technician wants to do. You know, a job may pay two hours for a technician uh, as far as the labor time guide, and but it only takes him 45 minutes to do it. And that's how a really good technician makes more money than a mediocre technician because he can beat the labor time. Is that uh, If he beats the labor time, is that passed on to the consumer? No, it's not because the consumer time is based on a labor time guide. And it's, they, there are different companies that post, that, that basically have done the time studies and so forth and come up with the labor times that a particular operation pays. And so it's fair to everybody. If it takes a technician three hours to do a, a job that, that pays two hours, what does the customer pay? They pay the two hours. So in that particular instance, the customer, you know, comes out ahead and the technician does not. So it's just kind of an interesting thing. Um, and, and the way techs get paid sometimes affects their attitude towards the particular job. And that is the responsibility of the service manager or the uh, shop foreman to control that. You know, sometimes technicians, they just, oh my gosh, you mean I have to tear the headliner of another car, you know, to fix a sunroof? And they really don't want to do it, but uh, they're, they're required to because that's the tech that actually does that job. But if they do it often enough, then they can get really good at it, and they can do it much faster, and they can beat the time. So just a little bit of an inside look at how this works in the car business. Okay, I'll take my last break. I'll be back here in just one minute. Okay, if you get anything out of this episode, it should be this. If somebody tells you something, well, tells you that you need something on your car and it's expensive, it's okay to question it. And if it's not urgent, if it's not like the car's down, you know, like they've got it torn apart in the shop, then you're a little bit more of a victim then. But if it's drivable and they say that you need maybe a new air compressor or something like that, it's okay to get a second opinion because it, it can be a lot of money. Just be careful who you get a second opinion from. Okay. The other thing is that it's okay to ask for a discount. Now, like I say, on the menu, the posted items that are up on the wall or on the screen, uh, those are already discounted. You're probably not going to get a discount there. But uh, if they come back and, and you've got a major repair on an engine, transmission, air conditioning, cooling system, you know, um, it could be a number of things. It could even be an oil leak. There's not going to be a lot of parts on an oil leak. A gasket may cost, I don't know, five bucks on a $2,000 labor job because they have to pull the engine on certain vehicles to replace the oil pan gasket. Can you believe that? Or if you have a rear main oil seal, I mean, it's not an expensive seal, but you've got to pull the transmission to get to it. In some cases, you have to pull the engine. So a lot of these things don't make sense. If somebody says it's going to cost a whole lot of labor to do something, ask them why. It's okay to do that. Say, well, please explain to me why the labor charges are so much on this. And would you mind showing me what the labor time is 
And by the way, what is your labor rate in the store? So if they tell you their labor rate is $120 an hour and that that, and you look on the labor time guide and it says that it pays five hours to do that, then just multiply five times 125. And that is what your labor charge should be. What other charges are going to be on the repair order? Well, sometimes they have a supplies charge, a materials charge, and that is typically a certain percentage of the overall labor. It might be 2% or 5%. If it's 10%, that's a little excessive. Uh, what are that? What does that pay for? Well, a lot of the little fluids and, and um, nuts and bolts and things that they don't put on a repair order. So it covers the dealership's expense for that. Uh, they're not making, they might make a little bit on that, but for the most part, that's pretty legit. So I wouldn't argue about materials charged too much. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. If, let's say that you're having a major job done, uh, and it, they say, well, that, we're going to have to charge you to change oil. Just say, oh, come on. Change my oil for me. I'm paying you a bunch of money to have this done. And while you're at it, how about rotating the tires for me? You know, ask for something extra. It doesn't hurt to ask. Does it make you feel uncomfortable? I'm sorry. Then you just won't get it. So some things that, that you need to pay attention to, you know, just don't seem all that obvious. But it can be very expensive, especially when it comes to your car. Well, thanks for listening to this edition of My Car Guru. Feel free to call me just like that, that beautiful lady did, 423-552-2020. And uh, if you've got a comment or a question or something like that, I'll be glad to absorb it and give you an answer the best that I can from my experience. Well, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.